0: Back on The Hunt with Supernatural, Season 1, Episode 3, Dead in the Water. I'm Chris Barrows, and I'm here with Dan Cummins. Uh, the episode we're going to be talking about, as I mentioned, is Dead in the Water, which aired September 27th, 2005, directed by Kim Manners. And uh, this is one where I I just cite the fact that it uses a common themed monster it's a monster we see very often throughout the show yeah so that's one of the cool things about this it starts to set that standard but this is arguably and i'm trying to remember but this is a pretty unique version of that type of monster which let's just say it out loud now it's a vengeful spirit it is it is a spirit who is um out to you know get its revenge and uh well Let's get into the synopsis before we do anything. Well, going through the newspaper, Dean comes across a mysterious drowning. He soon discover that more people have been drowned in the same lake without their bodies ever being found. The location in the episode is Lake Mantioc, Wisconsin. Uh, so this one in particular, what were your what are your first thoughts? Let's let's break down just because the openings of these early episodes are really good. Um What is your kind of breakdown of like the feel of this episode? Because it it feels frightening in a different way than the first two episodes.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. To to get ahead of myself here, the opening and actually I think the opening of the last episode, episode two was my favorite uh, as well. uh, If you recall, my favorite moment from last episode. But yeah, the opening is my favorite um, moment from this episode here. It definitely has a Jaws feel. Right. I think um, I think the open water, just the vastness of it, um, the darkness of it, just, you know, our our first missing person going swimming alone. um, You know, when she when she leaves and the ominous music starts, you 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 understand what's going to happen pretty quick here. But, yeah, it's. um, it's a different feel compared to the rest because it's, it's much more suspenseful in an organic way. I want to say, I think they use suspense really well in the Wendigo episode, the last uh, monster recovered, but you don't actually really ever get to see this vengeful spirit. It almost is, um, you know, uh, characterized by the, 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 the lake itself, the water, um, Yeah, the the suspense level on this one is off the charts. For me, I was most nervous when, you know, it was just those big wide shots of the lake itself.
0: Well, it it also, anytime people were in and around or near water, you felt suspense in this, which I thought was really cool because it was a brighter episode. We're coming from a very dark episode Mm -hmm. where, quite frankly, I compare it, it's almost... Sorry, Game of Thrones fans, but in the last season of Game Mm. of Thrones, there's a very dark episode at Winterfell where you cannot see anything. And they said, oh, that was intentional, and I don't buy it for that. But for (laughs) this, I felt that one, it was intentional. This one's bright. You've got, and you mentioned the lake as a character, and it's true, Mm -hmm. but the lake gets characterized throughout by these characters. Some key characters that we can mention, by the way, Amy Acker in this as, uh, Andrea Barr, uh, y- you know, we note uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, spinoff of Buffy the uh, Buffy Vampire Slayer, but also Person of Interest, if people watch Person of Interest. Um, Nico McGowan of Lucas ba- as Lucas Barr. Uh, you've got some of her characters in here. Sophie Carlton, Peter Sweeney, Jake, Bill and Will, well, Bill and, and Will Carlton, um, who we um, get to know quite well throughout. Um, and Sophie Carlton, who does not last very long on on this show we see sophie briefly and then she's gone yeah so but these characters that we meet the carlton family in particular Mm -hmm. um an interesting group and we spend probably the most time with them and a little bit with with the sheriff a little bit with the sheriff but most of the time it's with the carltons really yeah yeah
1: (laughs) what a tragedy they go through um i'll i'll get to the plot but all because of something that you know the i guess the grandfather we can call him right uh he did way back uh in his um early life um yeah and you know what chris this plot to me is and we're only three episodes in right but I, i think i reflected back on the entire season this one actually is sort of complicated you have to figure this one out with Sam and Dean, and I really enjoyed that. I got Scooby Doo vibes from this one um, because at one point they they thought they knew what was going on, but had to regroup because they realized their theory was incorrect. Um, yeah,
0: so, so the plot it's- here
1: it twists and turns, and it's 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 really kind of a, a ride um, along with them, rather than you know kind of watching. Them with an idea of what's going on. This one has so many twists and turns that it was fun to experience it with them. Yeah.
0: Well, you compare it; it's it's a very one note plot in the first two episodes. Yes. All right. There's a woman in right. white. All right. We're going to take care of that. Oh, mm-hmm. in this 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 next episode, we've got oh, it's a Wendigo, or there's a something in the woods taking. It's not a bear. You know, this one. Yeah. yeah you are kind of figuring out the mystery. Um, and, right. and really, I should say, you spend time with the bars family um in particular andrea and and lucas and then you spend a lot of time with the with the you know with the the carlton family yeah and very i mean again interrelated in in the in terms of the families but the interesting about this as we go through the plot is very quickly the monster is introduced we see a death right and they come Mm -hmm. to investigate and as they're investigating this uh a few things get mentioned and you think about some of these urban myths first and foremost, the Loch Ness monster. You think of the monster in the lake yeah. or school reference. Um, there's also, um, as I went through the supernatural wikis that are out there, the mention of, uh, I guess the drowned boy in Hawaii, which is an urban legend about this boy was murdered uh, by drowning in a pond on the big Island of Hawaii. And apparently until the person that murdered him was found and drowned by said, it, the, people kept getting killed. So, some interesting things to work off of. And from the lore perspective, we should note this is pretty accurate. Um these vengeful spirits are according to mythology and folklore uh, essentially suffered a violent or cruel death and they have returned to seek revenge or justice. They're essentially stuck behind in the supernatural lore though. And I think that's the interesting thing. These These things can't move on because they are so stuck on revenge, and that's how supernatural looks at it. Which comes into play later on. Definitely, Um, we're not we're not going to talk about the character, but I guess right now, but it is a beloved character who deals with this.
1: So, Uh, and I I think as the show goes on, they get better at they get better at at sort of, I don't want to say humanizing these vengeful spirits, but I think the writing gets to a point where you understand why these vengeful spirits are still around, but also you start to feel bad for them in a way. Yes. This episode, not the case. This spirit just wants to destroy, you know, uh, this guy and his entire family doesn't care who is innocent, who is guilty. Yeah. You know, the spirit has an agenda uh, and it's, it's an uh, uh, an incredible force uh, of evil. But um, but that's really the only difference. I think these vengeful spirits are pretty prevalent in the show for
0: most of its run. Um, Interesting to see it launch here. I think that's because they honestly, they're common a crowd. As I looked this up, they're common across mythologies, like Mm. all cultures essentially have a vengeful spirit. But when we talk about this, this plot, I mean, they come to investigate, they're talking to the sheriff. They do their standard, try to get down to the information Then they meet this character. Uh, Uh, who has a son, Lucas, Lucas, Um, Lucas, let's, there's a reference there. Another star Wars reference. Yeah. George Lucas. Yeah. But they meet this and Dean in particular kind of builds a bond with this boy, which I find interesting Mm -hmm. um, because Dean, you don't think of as (laughs) we'll get into it. Uh, There's a great line about this, but you don't think of Dean and kids, right? But Dean can connect with this kid um, fairly well early on. He he talks to him and even comes up and he draws him the photo uh, he draws him a, a picture mm-hmm. uh, and uh, essentially he continues to move the plot on the kid is critical to the plot and it is Dean's relationship that we have to give a lot of credit to why they're able to solve this in the first place.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, Lucas sort of feeds them clues through his, uh, his, his drawings. Um, and yeah, it's a, I think uh, Jensen did a good job at, at balancing the comedy in this episode with sort of the warm hearted, um, you know, side of Dean, which we, we actually see pretty rarely, I would say throughout this show. So this is kind of the first, uh, the, the blossoming of that side of him, but, um, I thought he, he played it pretty well. Um, and like you said, it's an, it's a, really core part of moving the plot on here. And I think it, I think he sold it well, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it stands out when, uh, you know, early on he starts to, he draws dream, the Dean, the picture of a house. Um, and, and, you know, so we start get some pet, but that same night something happens. And this is where I'm going to make reference to my favorite scene is Will Carlton. So now we've got one member of a Carlton family is gone Right. Will Carlton literally drowns in his sink. Yeah. And the scene stood out to me because he's constantly, he's got his hands in the sink. He's doing all this. I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting. <sighs> Nothing happens. But all right, fine. He's, he's going to make it. Oh, wow. They surprised me. And then boom, it happens. Yeah, uh, But but I don't expect, like, I almost did not expect it because I was like, okay, they're, they're just trying to pull my leg here. So you've now got a father who's, God, torn at this point. He's lost everyone. Uh, You know, in his family, for the most part to this point, and he's torn, broken, and we haven't even got to the big reveal because eventually they start to put the pieces together. The sheriff acting suspicious, the attack really coming very heavily now towards people related to this group of people, and Mm -hmm. they start to theorize what's going on and it's only when the second drawing comes into the play and they go to this uh, essentially uh they go to visit this the house and the woman who lives there and they discover that her son vanished 35 years ago with his red bicycle and what's the photo mm-hmm. it's essentially a white church boy wearing a cap and a red bicycle i, I mean yeah it, and now you have to start putting out well wait a minute what the hell happened here
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, you can see the look on uh, Sam and Dean's faces when they sort of, you know, they, they're starting to piece together what happened here. I think they look at the back of the photo and they see the names of of the two boys and they're realizing, oh, okay, which now is, it's starting to make sense.
0: It's interesting, though, though, because this, you think about this, this couldn't happen now because we talk about, just think about now, it'd be a digital photo. You look at, well, who are those people? All right, now we got to do, Totally. facial recognition like it the way the the there's a visceral piece to turning over the photo and seeing the names because of what year obviously it was from like there's something to that to me that I very much enjoyed uh and then when they they do that map and they say holy crap there's something going on here I um, mean how and then how do you go about think about it, now they have to go question this situation to well a sheriff, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they've had enough issues with the law as it is. And then mm-hmm. a man who's lost everything um, and you think maybe this is the breaking point. But, you know, when they eventually go back to it, who is the one that helps them solve his again? It's Lucas. Yeah, it's it's Lucas again. So the kid is the most critical point to the plot. His mother, don't get me wrong, important because she lets allows them into the picture. But the boy is the most critical piece. Yeah, and he's so quiet, too, throughout the whole episode. I mean, does he does he
1: speak? I can't recall if he speaks. He does
0: at the end. Towards the so, end? Okay, he does, yeah. speak, he does speak towards the end. He has a very important line of Zeppelin rules. That's right. Um, yeah, could I forget? Very, very important line. <laughs> That's his, yeah. uh, you know, he, Dean teaches him to say Zeppelin rules. But when, you, when they discover, so it's because of Lucas that they end up getting to the lake and dig up Peter's bicycle. Hmm that's when the sheriff appears and he's got him at gunpoint. I mean, that, that was a kind of a moment when you go, I, it reminds me of, I, not the best comparison, but one of those horror movies where the whole town turns on someone or something. Yeah. yeah. Cause now you've got the sheriff, like, no, we're going to hide this dark secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a scary scene when the law turns on you in that sense, in, in one of these experiences. But then of course, uh, when they reveal it, that they actually drowned Peter and it was not really an intentional thing. You, I don't know how I feel. I think you talked about it earlier. Do I feel bad for the spirit? Yes, I feel bad, but he's killing people who didn't need to go. Like he wasn't going after the people who did it to him. He was going after the people to give them the same pain that maybe his family felt. Right. Yeah. And, and vengeful,
1: definitely a good word to use for this spirit because uh, he just wanted to cause pain you know, whatever it took to get ultimately what he wanted, uh, which, you know, was the, the grandfather. Um,
0: yeah, he taken names, <laughs> the spirit and just added them to his list. Yeah. And then you I, I mean, do you call the noble sacrifice? I mean, what do you call that sacrifice when the grandfather goes in the water and says, take me, don't take him? I, you know what I
1: call it? I, I think it's uh, uh, two children too late. Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) probably should have realized it after his daughter went missing in the opening, um, you know, son probably didn't need to go, but, uh, but Hey, yeah. Noble. I'm not so sure. Um, but who else did he have to lose? Like, you know, I guess Lucas and, or, uh, sorry, not Lucas. Um, yeah. I mean, what else, who else did he have to lose? You know, I mean, mean, he's got
0: to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, you've got, I mean, well, we do look, we've got, he's got very few people left at that point um yeah he goes he does what he has to do finally you you don't you don't feel much sympathy for him and then no. at that point i guess you're just kind of glad it's over yeah. uh that i guess would be a good description of it i mean i will say that the child uh, by the way who who played lucas shows up later as young kid number 1 in season seven episode three the girl next door so very um, cool we do see lucas again though we probably don't recognize him because he's a little bit older yeah Um, so fair to say but yeah i guess like and look in the end of this they move on obviously as they do they we get a lot of travel early in the show because it's easy to it's easy to forget that they traveled as much as they did because we see him in the bunker for so long especially after finishing this the show
1: oh yeah Um,
0: but i wanted to note a few things um some good quotes in here uh i mentioned it uh dean actually says to him, all right if you're gonna be talking now this is a very important phrase i want you to repeat it back to me one more time and he says zeppelin rules yeah so that's the actual quote and then the great quote i think you brought this in there um which is it must be hard if your sense of direction ever be able to find your way to a decent pickup line <laughs>
1: yeah, one of Dean's many strikeouts. Um yeah, hilarious. That's at the beginning when um he's trying to pick up Andrea, um, starts to say, Oh yeah, I love kids, and you know, Sam's kind of looking at him like, No, you don't. But uh but he actually kind of surprises us uh with his relationship with Lucas. So to be fair, he he does love kids. And you know what's great? I I, I sort of and this hit me at the end of the episode. I, I think Dean connected with Lucas in in a way that maybe he had with Sam, maybe he sort mm. of saw Sam and Lucas being a big brother. You know, I'm, I'm sure Sam was scarred in his early
0: childhood. I, um, I compared a little bit too, as well to the relationship he has with his adopted son of sorts yeah. in, a, in later seasons and that mm-hmm. relationship um, because he, yeah. he is very good with him as well. And so you see these great moments, there and so this was there was a parallel there for me um like i said i I think we've already both covered our favorite moments i just did want to note um i was reading this uh this this line uh uh, and all these other quotes and stuff and i came across this from one of the wikis which was apparently that jared broke his hand during this episode because (laughs) him and jensen got into a bar fight there's multiple ways the stories get told some said they went in and they were mistaken for troublemakers for something that just happened. And another says the guy was unhappy because his girlfriend went like approached one of the guys. Um, whatever the case may be, that's one of the stor- one of the things I read on the wiki, which I I kind of chuckled about. Um, and as we already mentioned, by the way, um, you can look it up. But if you look up Jensen and Dead in the Water, there's a really long quote. Actually, I won't read it all here, but uh, about why he likes Dead in the Water, he talks about the fact that he had to peel back some layers. He thought it was a good story and well-directed. And then he goes on to say that I I guess they had um, like stunt people holding people down in the water and making sure they're good. Like there was a whole thing to it that made it really surreal. So yeah, uh, something to look at. Just look up that quote if you all get a chance. Um, It's really interesting. If you Google Jensen, supernatural, dead in the water, I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah great moment um
1: i I, i'm not sure he has something this warm-hearted for the rest of the season i guess we'll revisit this but i think this is planting the seed for who dean actually is on the inside rather than this tough you know bravado on the outside so it's a nice little teaser for you know uh i think season three um for when when we start to peel back the layers of dean um but yeah i really liked seeing that from him
0: yeah, and hopefully you like what you're hearing from us. I I should say that we are going to be aiming for the most part. We hope you'll give us a break on occasion, um, but for the most part, aiming to have one of these drop on Fridays. So um, that's going to be our plan. Um, if we miss a Friday, generally the next Friday, it'll come be coming out, but we're going to try to be pretty consistent there. Uh, work stuff aside and life as it happens. Um, other than that, this was a great episode to talk about next episode that we're going to be talking about is one that I, I, I enjoy quite a bit. I don't know that it's my favorite, but it's definitely different. And that is phantom traveler. That's season one, episode four phantom traveler. And this one was actually directed by Robert Singer. So um I mean, and as someone who's watching the boys right now, yeah, and I, I, I'm going back to some reason, going, oh man. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> n- next episode coming up, uh, aiming for next Friday. As you're listening to this, uh, is going to be season one, episode four, Phantom Traveler, and that is where you will find Dan and I next. Until then, we have work to do, Chris. <laughs>